you're listening to The Dirty Boots Show. Today, we have Joe Taylor with us on the podcast. We're really happy to have you. For anyone who doesn't know you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? I work for Colorado Public Works Journal, mm-hmm. um, and it's actually my publication. Yeah. I own the business. I moved to the U.S. in 2004. Yeah. Um, my husband was trying to expand his publishing business, mm-hmm. so that was the purpose of uh, us moving here initially, um, and to have a, a better lifestyle yeah. than living in a very busy city. In and where London. were you before? I was in London. Okay. Um, and we just had a little girl, so she was <laughs> um, just, I think, four at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was working for an office furniture company, and I was the sales and marketing director for um, the organization, and I had a huge territory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd been with the company um, for probably just on 20 years. Um, I'd started with the organization when it was just a small startup. Um, started as like an office junior secretary's mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. role and actually grew with the organization. Um, and then they got taken over by an American company, funny enough. Um, <laughs> and I ended up leaving there as um, the dealer manager for a large territory just outside of London. And it was a very stressful job, especially yeah. being a new mom and everything. And my husband's business partner was actually living in the States and we came over here on holiday one time and we just loved the place and thought, well, why not? Why don't we just give it a try? Um, so in order to expand his business, um, he wanted to get into the American market. His publishing company primarily looked at um, producing books um, about cars, mm-hmm. race cars. Yep. Um, and this was way before Amazon came on board, which <laughs> now has just monopolized. Who every, remembers those days? <laughs> every book sale. Um, so I was working part-time for him, doing a little bit of sales and marketing, and then I was able to be a, what I considered a better mother, Yeah. Um, taking my daughter to school, um, doing after-school activities, um, and just really being there for her. Yeah. Um, and then fast forward, she goes to college, and I'm thinking, well, what am I going to do? As so many moms have that same thought. Right. So... What'd you do? So then, um, through an acquaintance of ours, um, they introduced me to the journal and okay. asked me if I would help um, market and sell, sell advertising for them. And what journal is that? So that was Colorado Public Works Journal. Okay. And so. what is Colorado Public Works Journal, for those who don't know? It's a platform for the infrastructure industry to share articles, share their projects, yeah. um, companies that sell services and equipment. To mm-hmm. those um, companies, um, advertising it obviously to support the production of the magazine. You now own the magazine. Yeah. So when I started working with them, um, I was literally just selling advertising and you know trying to up their subscribers. Mm-hmm. So knowing nothing about um, the industry, I kind of really got myself involved in all the trade shows, conferences. I went to anything and every class that was available to just further my knowledge. Yeah. Ask tons of questions because even though, you know, you're, what I would say, you're more, you know, mature, you've been in... in Sales and marketing for a while, yeah. um, You're never, you never know everything. And of course, you've got to learn 
mm -hmm. you know, new industry, people. Um, You're like a sponge. <laughs> and even the geography. I mean, I hadn't even been in Colorado that long. So I was doing that part-time, and then two, after about two years, um, the guy I was working for, he said he was going to retire. Um, and then I thought, wow, okay. And he said, would you like to take it over? And I said, hmm, okay. I thought you bought the <laughs> I'll, magazine. <laughs> I'll, give it a, I'll give it a go. So that was in 2016. Um, and I've had a lot of support from the industry, both in um, helping me learn and also establishing you know, what the journal should bring to the mm -hmm. market, so. How have you grown it since taking it over? Well, page numbers for a start. You yeah. Know, the book, the magazine itself has grown. Um, we've got many more advertisers and of course subscribers, which we now have. Um, Congratulations. Just, just <laughs> online, but also um, in print. Mm -hmm. Because it tends to be, you know, our audience is a lot of the municipalities across the state mm -hmm. um, and they tend to be very old school so they still like a physical magazine as much though, of the industry is right even though you know there's a lot of young people coming in that want to see it on their laptop or mm -hmm. iPad or phone so we accommodate that too um, we have a website which we didn't have before because my predecessor thought it wasn't necessary to have a website well <laughs> hello <laughs> you've got a business I think you need a website Welcome to the current century. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm very proud of what I've managed to achieve um, pretty much on my own because mm -hmm. I don't have a huge team of people behind me. So Yeah, and in a new place. Exactly. Um, so you're doing great. What is your favorite thing that you've published in the article or your favorite topic? What's been the favorite project you've worked on? I think when I go to events and I sit in on different um, breakout sessions, that's when I learn what mm -hmm. the latest what things are going on in the industry. Mm -hmm. You know, we've recently learned very, a lot about mental health and how to look after people and how to look after your staff um, and give them, you know, a little bit more support. So that's, that's been a personal favorite and I've met some really wonderful people through that. And of course, you know, if I come across anybody that I think is of interest, if I think it's of interest to me, then I'm sure it is to my yeah. audience. So we do a lot of interviews with people that's super interesting. I went to a conference in Atlanta maybe last year. It was the CFMA, so um, the Construction Financial Management Association maybe. Hopefully I, I'm not messing that up. <laughs> and they had a lot of the informational sessions on mental health and the construction industry and how the industry has some of kind of the worst mental health rates. Um, so that's super interesting. And you've talked about that in the journal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we interviewed Cal Bayer okay. um, a couple of years ago. In fact, I met him through um, another friend or colleague of mine um, during the pandemic when, of course, everybody was meeting everyone online. Yep. <laughs> Zoom exploded. <laughs> so, uh, and yeah, I've since met him several times in person and he's just a great guy and very supportive and he now writes regularly for the magazine. Transitioning to the construction industry, What's, the, what's your biggest challenge in working in the public works kind of side of things? Because it's obviously very different than a lot of industries. It's male dominated, it's old school, to name a few. What is your biggest challenge? Well, I know probably people say it's being a woman in the industry, but it's to true. be honest, I find that can actually work to your advantage. Okay, tell me more. Um, I don't expect to know everything ever. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I'm always asking questions. And of course, people love talking about themselves, especially men. Um, <laughs> really? Are, are you sure? <laughs> so um, I think actually that does me a favor in that regard. Um, because I'm not out on a paving, I'm not part of a paving crew that is trying to say that I can do this. Um, you know, I'm writing about it. So I'm always sponging, you know, information mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. people. So. So basically using it to your advantage. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's cool. I, I think a lot of women do that, and uh, men haven't caught on yet, <laughs> <laughs> at least not in construction. Um, how have you seen the industry change in the last, I don't know, 10 years um, since you've been a part of the journal? Well, it's grown rapidly, of course, because mm -hmm. of you know, the amount of building and construction work there is around the state, but also we are trickling through to a younger generation to try and generate their interest. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what was once um, a no-go for people, they're now actually considering a job. Um, and there's a lot of good organizations out there that are helping to promote our industry. For example, Transportation and Construction Girl are one of we're a media partner for them, mm -hmm. um, and we've supported them since their inception. And they are doing a fantastic job in introducing middle school and high school um, girls in particular. Um, and when I've interviewed those girls, they just have no idea what they can do or what mm -hmm. is possible for them. Yeah. Because they've just already thought, oh, that's a man's job. I can't do that. It's really interesting being a female as well in the construction industry. And there's so many different parts to it. You can be in the publication side. You can be in the tech side. You can be out in the field. Um, we had Nikki Upright, who you're on the board with, on the podcast earlier this week. And she's now on the consulting side after being in the field for right. over 20 years. So there's so many careers for women in the industry that it's really important to be educating younger girls on. So that's a super cool organization. One of the reasons um, behind that, uh, we actually did a, a special issue in the fall of last year, um, which was actually titled Careers in Construction. Um, and it was a pullout piece in the magazine. And we actually interviewed, I think around 20 different um, job roles, mm -hmm. just so that people could see exactly what type of roles you could do. Yeah. Um, and like you say, I mean, there was somebody I interviewed, he was a drone supervisor. And, you know, to tell somebody, you know, in high school that they could work with drones yeah. in the construction, and it's actually a job. And it's fun. I mean, speaking of drones, they didn't exist 20 years ago. So it right. wasn't possible for uh, a female to get into the industry and do it because that job didn't exist. Yeah. So um, speaking of organizations, Let's talk about Women of Asphalt. Okay. Tell me about that. And you're on the board, right? So yes. what is your role with them? And what is that organization doing for women in the industry? Well, we established the branch for Colorado back in 2019. Okay. Um, just before. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> that famous dateline. I think we did have, you know, two or three um, in-person events before we had to go virtual. Um, and I'm one of the founding members of the Colorado branch, which I was excited to be part of that. But I have very different skill sets to the other board members. Um, so some people might look and think, well, you know, why are you on there? What do you bring to the table? But, 
um, as with any organization or team, it is also so important to have, you know, different skill sets um, so you can balance each other. And I think my sales and marketing efforts have really helped um, build the branch and also expose them to more companies within the industry. And, you know, we can do advertising and, you know, getting sponsors for our events. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a lot of more relationships than maybe some of the others. So, you know, we balance. We have a good team together. I think we balance well. Yeah, it's great. I've been to a few of you guys' events. They're very fun, very inclusive, um, and they're definitely making a difference. So it's nice. What would be your piece of advice if you could give to any females in the industry? Um, what would be your one piece of advice after really succeeding um, over the last few years and owning a, a really big journal in the state? Join as many organizations as you can. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether it's a happy hour or a, a training class, whether it's just a webinar online, mm -hmm. you know, just get involved in as much as you can because, you know, just one event you go to and you meet one person and that could change the direction of where you're going. And of course, the other classic is ask questions. You know, don't yeah. sit there and think, oh gosh, I don't know anything. Because even if you're in a meeting and you don't really know what the rest of the room is talking about, there's no point in just sitting there being quiet. You mm -hmm. might as well say, well, can you explain that? Or, you know, I'm never afraid to ask because that's how you learn. Yeah, I agree. I think we'll end with a, a funny question of uh, what, what was your biggest culture shock moving to the US? You all talk funny? <laughs> we talk funny. <laughs> yes, I know. We talk funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I would say I could agree with that. And the different regions all have their own accents as well. So um, I try to turn my Southern accent off living in Colorado. Sometimes it doesn't work. <laughs> I think it's a space, I mean, is such a big geographical yeah, yeah. And, and not just geographically but also you know just going to a parking lot i was going to say car park <laughs> you know everything is bigger yeah so everything's bigger in america um that's not necessarily better but bigger yes i, I we will agree with that <laughs> um speaking of i guess we'll do a, a shameless assigner plug in case you didn't know we just opened in um, the UK. So we now have a team in London um, and we started that in late 2022. So we're trying to go over there. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming to talk to us today. We had a great time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Dirty Boot Show. To keep up with the latest podcast updates and highlights, follow Assignar on social media.